Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to another exciting edition of I Don't Know History. As always, I'm Alex, and I'm here with... RJ. Hello. Welcome to I Don't Know History. And I don't know history. That's true. Mm-hmm. But again, you're going to learn a little bit more today, aren't you? What have you got for me this time, Alex? Well, <clears throat> so, the first episode we did World War Two. Yes. The second episode we did Battle 1066 and the Battle of Hastings. Yep. And I thought... I've covered all these sort of early high school history tropes. Yeah. Except for one. Okay. What's the other one? Is it the... Okay. So, <laughs> I'm trying to think now. Uh, nope, that's still part of World War II. Um, part of me is thinking fucking Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, all that nonsense, but I doubt that. So, I'm going to go fiction. with... Tudors. You are correct, my good sir. Oh, boy. I also thought this would work because um, we went modern, modern, yeah, modern last time. And in the first episode, in the last two, in the two in between, we went uh, way back 9th, 10th century. Yeah. So this kind of bisects that quite nice and, nice and equally. Um, beginning just about in the, at the middle of the 15th century, which we're not going to cover that much. <clears throat> and the 16th century. And in fact, a tiny little bit of the early 17th. We are going to cover the Tudors. What do you know about the Tudors, RJ? I knew that they labelled an area of time after the Tudors. You go, oh, the Tudors, and it's like a specific section of time. Yes, there there are other names. Was it near the plague times? Uh, During the plague times. About two hundred years before the plague, or three, or two hundred years after the plague, depending on which plague you're talking about. Uh, The plague. You know, there are two plagues, right? Yes. The Black Death and then the Great Plague. Uh, I'm, I'm, the Black Death is what I'm referring to. Oh, no. Centuries after that. Oh, okay. Black Death is in the... Because the Black Death was the one because of the mice. What, like The mice. The mice. Thinking of the rats. The rats. That's the Great Plague. That's the Great Plague. The, the Black Death is probably caused by similar things. I'll need to look into that for you. We can oh, call that on another episode. okay. No, I'd like that because the, like, we can literally call that episode just the Black Plague versus the, the Great Plague. Oh, I'm great. I don't really know the difference, because oh. guys, guess what? I don't know history. RJ, can you name me two Tudor monarchs? No, I'm just going to save you the time, no. <laughs> can you name me one? No. Oh, come on. Stuart. No, that came after. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, there was a name I pulled out of my arse, mate. Well, the Stuarts were the, the house that uh, succeeded the Tudors. On the uh, I believe they're called the Starks. No, that's Game of Thrones. <laughs> there is a Game of Thrones reference hidden away somewhere in this podcast. Oh, fuck's sake. So, if I'll give you one. Yep. There is a Tudor king called Henry VIII. <laughs> which, okay. judging by your reaction, I think you've heard of. Can you name me a second Tudor monarch? Henry VII. <laughs> that's absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> the first Tudor monarch, Henry VII. Oh, I'm just very good at guessing, I guess. Well, there were only five Tudor monarchs. That's mm. why it's such an easy period mm-hmm. of history to sort of uh, dissect a little bit. Because if we're going back to the dynasty before that, the Plantagenets, there were... That's a dumb name. <clears throat> that sounds like a vegetable. <clears throat> it's like a <laughs> vegetable you get on the side of your dish and be like, what the fuck is that? And then you'd say... It's oh, a- no, that's a Plantagenet. And when you grow older, you start being like, oh, I really like them tasty Plantagenets. And it's like, you know, they kind of look a bit weird as well. Like, they're typically something like a snobby vegan would eat. 
and you would only, if you've gone to the, a really posh restaurant, be like, what the hell is that? And then someone yeah. at your table will know and say, they're all right, give them a try. Like one of those, and then um, you'll only eat it when you eat at really one fancy of those places. kind of strange anonymous vegetables, like a mooly. What the fuck is a mooly? There we go, see. What is a mooly? Well, like those fancy radishes. Um, well, you can Google mooly after this podcast. Okay. okay. <clears throat> this isn't I don't know vegetables. So the thing we're going to start with, right, just is just a, a little precursor to the Tudors and Henry is mm-hmm. uh, a little thing which pretty much every, pretty much every sort of Game of Thrones esque thing is based on, called the War of the Roses. Oh, we have spoken about this. The War of the Roses is one of the most complicated periods in British history, and so I will leave that till say the season three finale. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. Um, the War of the Roses was a war between um, two houses, uh, two British houses, the House of Lancaster and the House of York. Mm-hmm. The, the, the outcome was an eventual Lancastrian victory. The War of the Roses, it's called the War of the Roses because their emblems were a white rose for the Yorkists yeah. and a red rose for the Lancastrians. Now, the red rose is still used as a symbol of Englishness, if you think of like the English yeah. rugby team has, mm-hmm. a, has a red rose. It's, it's very English. That's because of the Lancastrian victory in the War of the Roses. So the War of the Roses was uh, mid to late 15th century, 15, uh, 1455 to 1487. Mm-hmm. So Henry Tudor defeated Richard III of the House Plantagenet at the Battle of Bosworth Field and became the first Tudor king. Now this also uh, started a period uh, in arts and literature which was referred to as the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Now, the Renaissance was a, a widely Western European thing. Um, it was a, a style of art and literature that became very prevalent. You know those old sort of paintings of Henry VII and Henry VIII and all yes, the kings yes. that started? Um, if you go back before then, they're kind of uh, slightly uh, differently painted and differently perceived. Henry VII is the first um, English monarch that you get, like a proper... Uh, you kind of knew what he looked like instead yeah. of this uh, idealised version. Because if you go way back, you start getting these these pictures of kings that don't look anything like what they actually Yeah, they're like kind of abstract. Kind so of Henry VII, it. there's a very there's famous portrait of Henry VII and Henry VIII and Edward VI and Mary I and Elizabeth I and everyone up until now, basically. We get photos now, obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, so there's a, st- a style of art and literature in the Renaissance, uh, popularised by people like Christopher Marlowe. Okay. And uh, a very famous writer. Can you name Can you name me a very, very famous writer? Can I name you a very, a very famous writer? Yeah. Any, yeah, Charles Dickens. Oh, I was thinking William Shakespeare, but okay, the most. Well, you just writer. said okay. Shakespeare was a Renaissance artist. I don't think that yeah. in 1487 he was alive, but uh, <laughs> that sort of style became more yeah. prevalent. Right. <clears throat> so Henry the Seventh won the throne. Now, as you as you'll know from watching Game of Thrones, yep. Whenever a new person is put on the crown, they need to consolidate their position. Yeah. Particularly in the Middle Ages and the Renaissance. It's not like it is now. You don't. You, the crown's not protected. We don't swear an oath to the crown. The crown happens to whoever the king or queen is happens to be the, the the most powerful house. They've taken power generally. Yeah. As it was with the Tudors, as it was with William the Conqueror, mm-hmm. and uh, Harold Godwinson, etc., and all the Viking kings. They came over and they took power. So yeah. there was no divine right to rule. I'm glad that we've gone through that kind of thing in the other podcast because now this is helpful. Yeah. So, Henry VII, the first, one of the first things he did was he made it a crime of treason to have fought for Richard III in the War of the Roses, which meant he could 
uh, imprison and execute anyone who was on his opponent's side. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point in time as well, the Catholic Church was very prevalent in England. Yeah. Uh, the head of state and the head of the church were closely intertwined. The Pope was actually involved uh, very politically with certain people. So um, if you wanted the Pope to excommunicate somebody or pass a papal bull to uh, cast a crusade somewhere, if you were friends with the Pope, he was much more likely to do it. It doesn't matter if you have an actual genuine, genuine reason. That will come up later, perhaps. So what he did when he became king in 1487... He did that. He married Elizabeth of York, who is a member of the House of York, their enemies. He thus unified the two warring houses. Mm-hmm. That was his first two moves to consolidate his position on the throne. Through various political machinations, he strengthened his hold over the crown, executions and imprisonment. I'm not going to focus on Henry VII too much, just sort of his influence into the, the, the greater things. Just a general understanding. Now, in contrast to his, his uh, the, the next king, Henry VII was a sh- shrewd economic leader. Yep. He managed to extract funds from his subjects through many different pretexts. He said, we're going to go to war with France, we're going to go to war with Scotland, we need these taxes to help pay for that. None of those things actually materialised. Because he, he knew the, the Hundred Years' War yep. was bad. Everyone knew it. So at this point, Henry VII thought, yeah, we don't war with France. Because if you at this point, there's something called the Old Alliance, A-U-L-D, the old the, the Scots way of saying it. Yeah. It's an alliance between the French and the Scottish based on their mutual hatred of the English. Yep. So if you go to war with France, you go to war with Scotland. <laughs> and at this point, you've also got the Spanish and the Holy Roman Empire, Germany, if you like. Yeah. And everyone's related to everybody. There was an enormous dynasty called the Carlings, and basically... Everyone started marrying everybody, and what um, I know about this kind of thing, this period of time, is that Europe really liked fighting with each other. Europe really liked fighting with each other because everyone had a claim to everyone else's throne. Yeah, because your um, great your your great grandfather's other great grandson, your your cousin three times removed, yeah. was the, the the emperor of Germany. <laughs> you know, so it's like, oh well, my great grandfather was John of Gaunt. So that means I, could, I should be king of England. I will have a war and the Pope will be like, yeah, you've, you've got a point. So it was very difficult to actually consolidate the place, right? War with France and war with Scotland. He, he, didn't, he didn't want those things. He also got a gentleman called the Archbishop John Morton to aid him in his tax collection. And this introduced something called Morton's Fork. Which is just a, an interesting way of collecting tax. It's a little catch-22 situation to collect tax from rich nobles. So those nobles who spent little obviously had money saved and could afford higher taxes, right? Right. But also, those that spent lavishly could obviously afford higher taxes. Mm-hmm. You see where it's coming. Yeah, yeah, I see. But it kind of got people in like a weird loop and they didn't understand it. Yeah. Um, he also sort of created the pound as a measurement of weight, which would later become the standard English currency because they had groats and crowns at this time. Yeah. And guineas. and, and Maybe not guineas, I don't know. And all, all sorts of crazy stuff like that. The money was very difficult to understand back then. Well, back uh, then it was cl- closely tied to... Because we're on... St- well, we class the pound as sterling, isn't mm-hmm. it? Which I'm guessing refers to silver. Um, well, it's, it's gold and silver. We still are on the gold standard. Yeah. I, I still... I don't understand money. Money's the weirdest thing that has ever Money's come an ent- to entire, Let's just take a little step back and go into anthropology. Uh, w- welcome to the I don't know anthropology, everybody. Um, <laughs> money is a, an entirely human construct. 
as, no, it, as is time. Like, we were like, oh, I... Money is an IOU, technically. Because mm-hmm. the whole situation is... Well, in early days, you would trade stuff. So if I was a chicken farmer and you were a baker... Yeah, um, I'd give you two loaves of bread for some for five eggs. Yeah, that kind of situation. Which is like, that's fair trade. You're getting... Well, if you actually read pound, uh, five pound notes, they say, I promise to pay the bearer upon pr- upon presentation the sum of five pounds. It's just like, what the fuck is five pounds? Yeah, it's like I, I owe you. It's like that. Could, uh, it was it was five pounds of, of precious metal or something. And like it's that like, time. what what does that do for me? Like, if I got those precious metals, what the fuck am I gonna do with them? You can like, tr- trade them for other things. It's it, it, it is very makes strange. no sense but anymore. If we continue on this vein, RJ, we will go down the rabbit hole of which, from which we will never be able to come out. We will be podcasting until we die. <laughs> so, I'm gonna stop it. I'm gonna stop that conversation right there, and we're gonna go back to who who are we talking about right now? Which which tutor in particular? Are we talking about? Oh fuck! We were talking about Henry and the seventh. Correct. Right. <laughs> so he married his eldest son, Arthur. So had Arthur uh, yeah. risen to the throne, he would have been King Arthur. Oh yeah. He married his eldest son, Arthur, to Catherine of Aragon. Now, do you know where Aragon is? Sa- Aragon. Yeah. It sounds like a place in Lord of the Rings. It's a person in Lord of the Rings. Aragon is in Spain. It's in present-day Catalonia. So, topical. Topical, yeah. Is it modern-day Spain, or is it modern-day Catalonia? It's modern-day Catalonia, which is in Spain. Political (laughs) bell. Right, okay. Which uh, secured an alliance with the Spanish. Yeah. He forged an alliance with Emperor Maximilian of the Holy Roman Empire, Germany, if you like. Yeah. He betrothed his daughter Margaret to James IV of Scotland. Yeah. He attempted to end the old alliance between France and Scotland, because... War with France was almost seen as an inevitability. Mm-hmm. And he also persuaded Pope Pope Innocent, right? Pope Innocent VIII to excommunicate anyone who challenged for his throne, any pretenders to his throne. Yep. So he was really trying to, like, stop the European powers trying to take his throne. Stopped Scotland, he stopped Germany, he stopped Spain, and basically stopped France as well. Yeah. Because if they decided, oh, actually, no, I, I, I own the throne. Because there's long bloodlines going down, the, all the English kings at this time and all the French kings were all related to each other. Yeah. So at any point, basically, anyone could go, no, I, I want the throne. It's what William the Conqueror did in 1066. He went, I have a claim to this throne. He just took it. <clears throat> Prince Arthur, unfortunately, though he was looking like he was going to be a good king, as so many people did in this sort of day and age, suddenly <laughs> died. <laughs> oh... Of. How many podcasts have we done where it's just someone has just up and died? Unfortunately, suddenly. someone suddenly died without leaving a son and heir. The cardinal sin of being a king, right? <laughs> Literally, um, you, like if you're like going to be an heir to be the king, you need to get a plow in. Yeah. Well, Henry VIII did a lot of that. No, yeah, I know, but also he beheaded a lot and divorced a lot of women because he couldn't. He beheaded a lot sons. of people. We'll get on to Henry VIII. <laughs> Prince Arthur suddenly died of what they called sweating sickness back in the day. Which modern day... Man flu. Doctors and historians have kind of... You can die of... You can't die of man flu. No, I was just thinking... They reckon it was hantavirus. What virus? Hantavirus. I don't know what that is. Neither do I. I'm not a doctor. Anyway, and Henry... you said norovirus and I was like, I've had that. It comes out of both ends. It's not fun. (laughs) I don't... I've never had norovirus, but I do have irritable bowel syndrome. Don't get norovirus. Seriously, it comes out of both ends. It's not a fun time. I was bedridden for 24 hours exactly, and then I felt fine. 
but I can tell you precisely, I had enough shits uh, to name each one after a doctor from Doctor Who. But did you suddenly die of sweating John sickness? John Hurt was the worst. Did Carry you su- on. Did you suddenly die of sweating sickness? No. No, but Prince Arthur did. <laughs> and uh, Henry, the Duke of York, yep. became the heir apparent. Okay. In 1509, as everyone does, in this st- apparently. Uh, Henry VII died of tuberculosis and was buried in Westminster Abbey okay. next to his lovely wife. Aww. Yeah. Is there any more space in which oh, he got now? <laughs> yeah, it's loads. He got really sad when his wife died. It was it was horrible. Uh, his wife was called Elizabeth, who wasn't named Elizabeth in this time. Yeah, Elizabeth. Elizabeth I, I said that didn't I? He married Elizabeth of York. Yeah, and they he super loved her, Aww. and then she died, and he was like left with a broken heart and wasn't very good at living anymore. And then he that got tuberculosis and died. Yeah, I know. That really oh, and then bless. he got tuberculosis and died. Uh, no, that, and it really sucks, but it's also really it's a nice thing to hear. At I least it wasn't so. like uh, my wife died. I'm gonna fuck eight other women and behead two of them. No, it's not, it's not eight, but okay. So in Henry the Seventh was much more likable than uh, not not according to his. Not according to his subjects. Oh, okay. He's vicious with his taxes. Okay, there we are. He, then. he made he made the economy really good because he had so much money. Yeah. He's like, give me all your money. Or, but also, or else. was the economy good or was it like were people miserable? Well, like because they had no money. The, the only me- the only measuring stick was how rich is the king at this point. Oh, fuck. If the king's very rich, the economy's doing well because he can afford to do things. As, as absolute monarchy at this point. Yeah. There's no prime minister. So there's a first lord of the treasury, and things like that. But there's no such thing as like. A const- constitutional monarchies and things like that. So in 1509, Henry VIII ascended the throne. Yep. Okay. He quickly married his brother's widow, Catherine of Aragon, <laughs> to maintain an alliance with I forgot with Spain. about that. I remember that. Yeah. This this pissed off Emperor Maximilian of the Holy Roman Empire as well, um, because he had planned to wed his granddaughter Eleanor to Henry. So he's potentially severed the alliance with Germany. Oh, fuck. Um, Henry VIII was... Somewhat bloodthirsty. I don't know if you've heard about it. No, I've heard. I've heard. He he beheaded many unpopular ministers and many potential claimants to the throne. Henry the Seventh was smarter with his political machinations. Um, Henry the Henry the Eighth just basically went, if you if you oppose me, I'm I'm gonna have your head chopped off. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do this in sections rather than his like through history. I think okay. it's just easier because there's several major things that Henry the Henry the Eighth is known for. Yeah. Do you, do you know any of them? What's he known for? Marrying a lot, beheading a lot, setting up his own church so he can divorce people. Um, it's one more thing that I've got. What? You guessed three of them. <laughs> what's, what's one more? Ooh, ooh, did he do a war at all? Oh, yeah, but everyone did. Oh, no. Uh, it's, yeah. it's being really fat. Being really fat? Being really fat. Oh, what, there was, that wasn't... A, I knew he was really fat. Um, Not when he was did young. Did he lose his teeth? Because oh, I know everyone, everyone in that period teeth. of time it was actually fashionable to have black teeth because it was a sign that you could afford sugar. Uh, I'm going to have to give you a hard pass on that question. Okay. Um, his wife, Catherine of Aragon, yeah. was, she struggled to have a child. Yeah. She had many stillborn children, yeah. unfortunately. Henry had one illegitimate son. A John Snow... Uh, Henry Fitzroy. Now, Fitzroy just means son of the king. In Fitz means son of Roy from the French roi, which means king, son yeah. of the king. He just he completely acknowledged that he was his son. 
But Henry Fitzroy died before he could be legitimised. So he's lost his only male heir. Henry VIII fought numerous wars with France, notably one for his claim on the the French throne. See how I mentioned before that everyone has claims on everyone's throne? Henry VIII has a claim on the French throne, uh, which he eventually ended when he, guess what? Ran ran out of money. Oh, ran out, okay. That happens so much, everyone just runs out of money. And they're like... Well, Well, time to tax everyone again. Well, fucked. Give me five pound that means metal. Yeah. James IV of Scotland also declared war when he was off away in France trying to, trying to win a war. But he died in the first major battle which ended their involvement. Do you know who led that battle? Who? Only the Queen. Fucking... Queen Catherine went, I, I got this. I would love to see that. This. I'm not going to lie. And she went and see... led the forces and beat the Scottish and killed oh the Scottish God, king. just... What I f- always forget Ned Stark's wife's name. Catelyn. Catelyn, thank you. Yeah, it just reminds me of her when she like takes off to go and fucking find out her son's bloody murderer. Game of Thrones is murderer. is just the War of the Roses. No, I just love it. It is, it is just the War of the Roses. They also, Catherine of Aragon and Henry VIII, though they did, she had many stillborn children. She did give birth to one healthy child. Yep. Mary. Yes. Which. Unfortunately for Mary, she was a girl. Yeah. And girls had little to no rights in, in this day and age. Mm-hmm. They can lead wars, but they can't be as. So, wives. Archie, how many wives did Henry VIII have? Six or seven. Which is it? Six. I'm going to say six. It's six. It's, okay. it's six. I was like, Although, it's not eight. According it's to the Catholic Church... Less. According to the Bible, he only had like three. According to the Bible, he only had three. If you, if you follow canonical law, yeah, he only had like two or three. Okay. Because of annulments and other things. I'll explain them to you. Okay, no, that's fine. Do you know what his second wife was called? No. It was Anne Boleyn. I know Anne Boleyn. Yeah. There's a film called The Other Boleyn Girl. Yeah. Which is about uh, Mary Boleyn, I think. Who was the queen's uh, the queen the king's mistress, and and sister, and then the <laughs> Henry VIII is just such like a, a a wanton hedonistic man who just goes I want to fuck that now. So he goes. And he gets whatever he wants. He's just he's, he's, he's his, his his mistress. I think I think her name was Mary. It might have been Jane. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm sorry. Uh, takes takes her as a mistress and then goes. Actually, I quite like his sister as well. So she like she knew about this. Who? Like Anne. Anne Boleyn knew that. Oh yeah, no. When, was when, fucking when a queen, when a king takes, sister. when a queen takes a mistress, yeah. it's common knowledge. That's what it means. Uh, it's common knowledge. You know, he has a wife, he has mistresses, and the queen, Queen Catherine, doesn't have, doesn't have a say. Um, Why are just men shitty throughout history? Because they have power. I just hate men. Yeah. Anne Boleyn would not become his mistress. She was like, no, I'm not going to be your mistress. Yeah, I'm not doing that. So, in order to try and get with Anne Boleyn, he tried to annul his marriage to Catherine of Aragon, who he'd been happily married to for 20-odd years. Yeah. Which is just like, what a dick, right? Maybe 19 years, 20, 20 something years. Uh, he quoted a biblical verse, Leviticus, 2021. Yeah. Uh, which basically states, you cannot marry your brother's widow. Not allowed. He presented this to the Pope. He sent Cardinal Wolsey, one of his uh, advisors and like a, a higher in the in the church. To go and treat with the, the the Pope and be like, look, this marriage shouldn't have happened. 
Um, like, they're not really married. Mary's illegitimate. This, this isn't allowed. And the Pope went, nah. But also, the Pope was being um, somewhat influenced by the King of France, who oh. hated, hated Anne Boleyn. <laughs> the Boleyn family was, was very powerful and uh, uh, had members of court. Did yeah. not get on with the French at all. Oh, Christ. So he, did, he didn't want Anne Boleyn going anywhere near that throne. So, ah. so, so he basically said to the Pope, no, nah, that can't happen, mate. And the Pope went, yeah, all right. Once anyway, again, no, not allowed. would make a great fucking show. It, it is a show. It's called The Tudors. Watch it. Oh, it's a BBC show, Yeah, with Jonathan Rhys Davis and Natalie Dormer. Is it on Netflix at the minute? I feel like it is. That's a good question. I think it might be. Okay. It's a good show. You Check out netflix.com forward slash I don't know history for your one month free trial. It's no, not a thing. No. Wish it was. Carry on. <laughs> this episode of I Don't Know History is brought to you by False Promises. <laughs> I followed them. Yeah. Carry on. Like podmage.com. I sell out and fish that, have I? Wink, no. wink, nudge, nudge. No. Uh, so he did it anyway. Yeah. He just divorced his wife anyway. He went by setting it. up the Church of England. Am yeah, I? he broke away from the Roman Catholic Church. He killed Cardinal Wolsey. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> you get kind of sick as well. Just like fuck. fuck oh, he, he dead. went. Nah, you've done a bad job. Dead. Uh, and he formed the Church of England as we know it today. The Anglican Church, the Church of England, uh, also the Protestant Church. Basically, all all Protestantism in England. Uh, the Bank of England. Well. That, no, but know that. Uh, Anne Boleyn, to her to her to her misfortune, failed to produce a son. Oh, she had Elizabeth. Yeah. Another girl called Elizabeth. Uh, Henry was actually injured in 1536. Yeah. Uh, in a jousting accident. Mm-hmm. Right. Imagine. Right. Henry VIII is Robert Baratheon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. An absolute stallion of a man when he's young. When he gets older, he gets Just he gets fat, ill and fat drunk, and sickly and drunk. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly that. It's, 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 just, it's, it's an amazing metaphor. Um, she actually miscarried through shock. Their, their son she was carrying after she found out Henry was injured in a jest. Fuck. She also, allegedly, had numerous affairs. She got, she got around a bit to Anne Boleyn. And even though she's the, she's the, wife, of the wife of the king, she was like, ah, I'll be all right. I've got powerful connections in Parliament. Yeah. Uh, she got her head cut off. <laughs> For one... Yeah, not being able to have a son. Yeah. Two, having many political uh, enemies at, at court, and three, having sex with the guys, even though Henry VIII was allowed to do it. <laughs> three, like these are these are the people. Like the people I'm going to mention are the ones he, like, married and had courtships with. But there were dozens. How of other people. long were these going on for? Because like, what? How, how long was he with um, Catherine? Uh, 1509 to 1532. So 1509. Jane Seymour. And he married her ten days later. I remember this because of the Simpsons episode. Um, he, he he really liked her, though. Jane Seymour was like... People say like she was the, the, the one true queen to Henry VIII, really. Okay. Um, one. Yeah? Because she had a son. 
<laughs> Finally. He was like, yes, son, yes. Yeah. Um, they were married for 18 months because she died in childbirth. Oh, fuck. <laughs> as sad as that is. Happened all the time, though. Yeah. Um, so he had, a, he'd, he had his son. He lost his wife, unfortunately. Uh, Thomas Cromwell... That's a name you need to remember because the Cromwells, again, another very powerful the family, Cromwell court, family yeah. of Oliver Cromwell fame. Yeah. And one of his advisors suggested as his new wife, a Dutch lady called Anne of Cleves. Now you'll never guess why this marriage didn't work out. Why? Because beheading or? Well, because Henry VIII asked for a portrait of her. He sent an artist over there to paint this portrait, brought back and he was like, oh, she's beautiful. Yeah, I'll marry her. Why not? And when she turned up, he was like, Ugh. Oh, fuck. Apparently, she was an uggo. Bless her. <laughs> Bless her heart. I t- t- you can't just be like, apparently she was an uggo. Apparently, Fucking. she wasn't quite as fair as the portrait had made her out to be. <laughs> she wasn't my family. Are you happy with that? <laughs> no, I just found it really funny that you said uggo. She's an uggo. Um, and literally, like, a couple of months after, they were, he went, I don't want to be married to you. And she went, I don't really want to be married to you either. And so they just dissolve their marriage. So, technically, technically by law, yeah. However you want to look at it, Henry the only only had a maximum of five wives, because Anne of Cleves, their marriage was completely annulled, dissolved. It never was and had never never had been. Yeah, that's what annulments were. Never consummated. Uh, for for his treasonous activities, uh, Thomas Cromwell, the guy who suggested Anne of Cleves, was let killed. Went now oh, you fail me, head gone. <laughs> Oh my God! Bloodthirsty son of a bitch! It's very bloody. Do you, do you know something else that's very bloody, RJ? Uh, miscarriages. Yes. This is a segue. Periods. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. Yes. If you enjoy Dungeons and Dragons, and if you enjoy podcasts, make sure you check out the Rhyme Quest available on Podmage.com, along with their many other podcasts, such as RJ. Such as Sit Cap- Ford, for goodness sake. Such as Book Club and Caparaje and soon to be a Shadow Run uh, podcast, which is very similar to D and D, but set in the future with guns and other cool shenanigans. There's lots more coming to Podmage.com, currently under construction. It's been a bit of a delay, but it'll be coming soon. Please make sure you subscribe and leave a rating. And a comment. Five stars, please. Five stars. Only five, five stars. stars. Five stars. No, more, no less. Uh, no more. Feel free to also subscribe to the Cup RJ podcast, which is my talk show, um, which Alex frequents. I've been on it several times. Three. I'm four. Four. Yeah. I was in the intermission as well. I'm much less calm than I am in this podcast. Yeah, you get really wild up. You get riled a lot. Well, you know, it's, it's I'm entertaining, you know what I mean? What's your favourite chocolate bar? What's my favourite chocolate bar? Yeah. Um... Kit Kat. What's your least favourite? Uh, oh, what do I... Uh, Reese's Pieces. Like a Reese's Cup. Uh, we're, we're pretty okay. I can't stand peanut butter. So I, can't Pe- stand... I like peanut butter. I oh. like chocolate. The first time I had a Reese's Cup, I was like, oh, this, will be, this is going to be really good. I put it in my mouth and I chewed it up and I thought, I, I don't understand why this isn't good. <laughs> Legitimately, I was, like, I was so confused. I thought, this, is this should be delicious. But I'm, I'm not enjoying it. It's one of those things. It's one of I, those things. Uh, Kit Kats on my god tier. And I recently... Yeah, but as, will be as, I, I'm aware that you, you do not enjoy a Kit Kat Chunky. Kit Kat Chunkies are pointless. They are pointless. But they're delicious. No, but the thing is, 
you got to savor that shit so you have a normal Kit Kat. I prefer a normal Kit Kat to a Kit Kat Chunky, but I do enjoy a Kit Kat Chunky. Which is why I think Kit Kat Chunkies are quite low down. I wouldn't, like, I can't remember what I said in the podcast. I wouldn't, maybe, I, I might have said they were in shit to you, but you also, it would be like mid. You also mid, don't enjoy Toffee Crisp, do you? Oh, you put much. you also put Lion Bar in mid tier, which is. I like the Lion Bar. It's a crime. I like it's God it. Tier. Lion bars are incredible. It's not a god tier. It is. Lion bars are incredible. Also, I just want to point out that like, it's an unfair tier list. We're just taking a little, a little, a little tangent away from the history for a moment. It's an unfair list because Scott particularly has several things that he doesn't enjoy at all: nuts, mint, and raisins. <laughs> So anything that has nuts in it, Snickers is a delicious chocolate bar. No, it's not. But you don't like nuts, so you just I go, like nuts. When the fuck you saw me eat cashew butter with my finger? Okay, well, this is where S- S- Scott will not enjoy a Snickers because it has nuts in it. I feel that's an un- that's going to skew his opinion in one way. No, but same he, with a picnic. Right, Picnic's delicious. A Snickers is just a Mars bar with nuts in, and caramel. He, he rated Mars, oh, yeah, Mars still quite low. But a Mars bar's good, though. I'm okay with a Mars bar, but I'm not that fond of a Mars bar. Like, I'm not going to be offended, which is why it's middle tier. Mm-hmm. You, know, you guys also like a picnic, which has nuts and raisins. I can't stand a picnic. I enjoy nuts and raisins. It's a boring chocolate bar. It's delicious, though. Because I like a dairy milk with fruit uh, with fruit and nuts. I like me chocolate-covered raisins. I like me some chocolate-covered cashews. Is it you that doesn't like twirl? Oh, fuck the most... The dumbest... The dumbest chocolate to ever grace the planet. No, I'm no, on. I'm the on dumbest s- is a curly whirly. I'm on Scott's side with twirls. It's no. better than a flake. It's like a flake without the crumbliness. Okay, it's better than a flake, but it doesn't put it in a better category. Also, what's your thoughts on a curly whirly? Shit. It's, it's too chewy. It gets stuck in your teeth. It's a stupid shape. It's a funny name to say, but that's all it's got. You ever had a Tootsie Roll? Yeah, I have. It's, like, it's, like, it's just like a block of what's inside a curly whirly. So in 1540, after he'd annulled his marriage to Anne of Cleves, yep. um, Henry VIII uh, married another woman. Okay. Another Catherine, the second Catherine. Catherine Howard. She was another mistress of his originally. Yeah. Um, there's not that much noteworthy about Catherine, How- Catherine Howard. Uh, she had friends at court. She was the niece of the Duke of Norfolk. Yeah. Um, this didn't last very long, did it? <laughs> no. No, less than, less than five years. She she was also something of a wanton woman. She had a lot of affairs, and um, what of the head case? That's that's a whipping noise. Sorry, it should be more like like that. That's that's a that's a guillotine. Um, she she had a head cut off as well because she uh, she had an affair. Yep. And you can't do that when you're married to the king. In 1543, Henry at this point a very large infirm man. Married his final wife, the third Catherine. Yeah. Catherine Parr. Um, yeah, she was she was a good wife. She she got him to reconcile with his daughters. Oh. Yeah, because he basically disowned his daughters uh, whenever the sixth was born. Um, passed a, an act of parliament and said, they don't count. They're, they're not legitimate heirs anymore. The, the succession will go on uh, after Edward VI to Lady Jane Grey and Empress Matilda and blah, 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 blah. It's not going to be Mary, Mary Elizabeth. But... Catherine Parr convinced him to write them back into his will. Oh, sweet. Yeah. She was, a, she was a good lady. She was she was a previous widow. She was the right kind of woman for him. Oh, good. Not like... Because Catherine Howard was 17 years old when she married him. He was, what, 43? Mm-hmm. Something like that? It's like... It's not... It's Hearing not. 43 and then realising I'm only 20 years away from that. 
Yeah. It's like, ugh. Well, yeah. Ugh. Uh, eventually, Catherine, Catherine Parr outlived him. Oh, in good. 1547, when he died, they'd been married four years, and she went on <coughs> to sort of be a lady of the court. Yeah. Well, they have Henry VIII's wives. Um, so he divorced his first wife. He killed two of his wives. He divorced another one, and the last one survived him. Which RJ gives you the the little jingle: "Divorce beheaded, died. Divorce beheaded, survived." Oh. Jane Seymour died, unfortunately. Yeah. Poor Jane Seymour. Poor Jane Seymour. So, where to next then? We've done the wives. We've done the wives. We're going to go on to this, this thing that... It, probably the more interesting historical thing that Henry VIII is known for. Maybe not the, the, the juiciest kind of interesting kind of thing that's going on. The Reformation. Mm-hmm. It started earlier on with the dissolution of the monasteries. A bunch of monasteries, loads of monks. Henry VIII went, nah, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Don't want them anymore. Uh, just got rid of them. He also started the Reformation of the Church. Um, kind of sp- uh, spurred on by the Pope not allowing him to divorce his wife, he started to transform England into a Protestant country. Yep. Uh, because of the Pope's decision to decline his request to annul his first marriage, he rejected papal supremacy. Papal is the adjective form of, for Pope. Yep. So papal supremacy meaning that the Pope in Rome is the head of the, head of the Church of England, the Church in England. Uh, he enforced royal supremacy over the church, making himself head of the church. So he's, he's concurrently head of state and head of the church. Yeah? He's got final say in all things. He is, um, but he also puts in a bill that, not a bill, I can't remember. He writes down that he is, he is the king by the divine grace of God, and all kings, all kings and queens after him would, be, would have the divine right of kings, which means they were chosen by God and they spoke with God's word. Oh, right. Because they were head of the church. So instead of it being family, conquer, uh, like someone conquering, it would be born into being king. Is this where it starts? Um, I suppose so. Yeah, because after that there weren't a lot of there weren't a lot of wars, and it was a lot of just like kind of succession, succession, succession. Yeah. Uh, the wars kind of stopped a lot. <laughs> After sort of the, the the end of the fifteenth, the end of the sixteenth century as well, yeah. there weren't nearly as many territorial wars in Europe, particularly. Like obviously, the Britain was warring in colonial time, colonial era for yeah. eons, like taking shit over, and then we were like, "We're old now. Have your shit back." Yeah, we don't want this no more. Here you go, India. You have that back. You do what you like with Pakistan. It's like we'll we'll make it two countries, either side of us. That'll work. Fingers crossed. <laughs> it didn't. It became Bangladesh. Yeah. Um, all the money that went to the Holy See, which is another nice fancy word for the Pope, and the uh, the, the the Vatican. There we go. <laughs> went to the Crown, so they got all that money. Yeah. All the tributes that they would have had to pay to Rome. It did cause a lot of political instability between the reformists and the traditionalists. Uh-huh. And kind of. It didn't really take off properly until Edward VI, his son, became king. Because Henry himself was kind of an odd mix of Catholic and Protestant. He didn't really want to commit either way. Because obviously he'd been raised Catholic by his father, Henry VII. And, you know, the Plantagenets before him for years and years had been uh, Catholics. And they'd been Catholics all the way back till uh, William the Conqueror. And sort of the, the Anglo-Saxons were all Catholic as well. Mm-hmm. 
So it's a long-standing tradition. Henry VIII goes, ah, oh, we'll be Catholic, but I just, I just don't want these bits. I don't want those bits, but we'll, well, we're kind of pretty much Catholic. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so that's the Reformation. I could go into a lot more detail about the Reformation. <laughs> I could probably do the Reformation as, as its own episode. Jesus. But I'm not going to. Yeah. Because this is about the Tudors, and I've still got three more monarchs to cover. <laughs> the fourth and final thing that Henry VIII was known for... Yeah. ...was his health. Very fat, man. Yeah, he was, he was very fat. Uh, in his prime, in his young prime... Henry VIII was actually a very physically fit man. Okay. People called him like an Adonis, a modern Hercules. Like, uh, yeah. he was attractive, he was strong, he was capable, he was very good at fighting, yeah. like Robert Baratheon. But in 1536, the same injury that caused his wife at the time, Anne Boleyn, to miscarry. Uh, an injury, jousting, kind of hobbled him. Got a nasty infection in his leg, it was ulcerated, he got gout. And because yeah. he couldn't move around so much, couldn't do the exercise he wanted to do, he got fat. Yeah. It was like, you know? I'm in bed, bring me food. Well, when you, you live, when you live that decadent lifestyle and you don't move, you're bound to just gain enormous amounts of weight. Yeah. He was also, because of the amount of failed sons he had and um, all the political backstabbing that was going on, he was extremely paranoid. That probably led to a lot of his executions and like killing Anne Boleyn, killing Catherine Howard, yeah. killing Thomas Cromwell, killing Cardinal Walsey, not Cardinal Walsey because that was later on, uh, or Cranmer and all, all the other people like that I haven't even talked about that he just decided to behead. Um, he, he gained so much weight, so much so that when he died in 1547, some historians say he had to have an extra large coffin built. And, the most disgusting part, that his corpse burst during his funeral. Oh, because it was so like so filled with uh, like food, like gas and stuff. Because you know, obviously, when you guess, die, there's yeah. a lot of gas built I'm up. I'm guessing that that wasn't that. I I I guess that's not true, only because that sounds like something someone would make his, up his, to his coffin it. is damaged. If you like, there are pictures of his coffin next to um, next to his mother's. No, next to Queen Jane's coffin and another king, or I can't remember. And it's it's quite badly damaged. So, but I could be just right. a stomach blow wouldn't cause that. Maybe they dropped it. Oh, that would be surprising. He had to have like twelve men lift his coffin. That's true. I can imagine it being dropped rather than like, I he he had a built up fart so oh, hard think, that think of the his smell. stomach exploded. Think of the smell. If that happened. you know you see those whales that wash up. Yeah. And they get poked and they burst <laughs> like that. Be like that. Ugh. Oh, but a man, the king. <laughs> not, not only a man, the king. That's a weird sight. It is a weird sight. Suddenly, like, the coffin's full of like, liquid. You're like, what? what's happened? <laughs> oh, I've... I've that is a lot of meat. In 1547, after Henry VIII's... Some would say untimely because he was 55. I would say timely because... How you much know, he, he was on death's door for a while. Edward VI, his nine-year-old son, succeeded and became king. His uncle, uh, Edward Seymour, Jane Seymour's brother became Lord Protector. Now, Lord yeah. Protector is kind of a term like steward. Yeah. So he rules in his stead because he's not old enough. When he gets to 18 years old, he will be able to rule by himself. Did he make uh, it to 18? We'll find out. Yeah. No. Knew it. Edward VI was, we'll get to that, was a godly man. Was pushed out of the window because he saw the Lannisters fucking? No, he died of tuberculosis. Just, oh. just like his grandfather, Henry the Seventh. Um, <laughs> he, he, he was quite religious. and He was very uh, interested in religion. Yeah. He 
began he really began the process of turning England into a Protestant country. Yeah. All the churches were changed. Um, it was illegal to be a Catholic. All that sort of thing. He died age fifteen of tuberculosis. Now here's here's some here's some Game of Thrones he kept shit, right? His cousin, Lady Jane Grey, he had decided before he died, his cousin Lady Jane Grey was named Queen. Okay. And she was the Queen for nine days. Now, the the government like Parliament and the King had decided that this was going to happen so that we, they could keep the country Protestant because his sister and, you know, the person with the uh, best blood claim to the throne, Mary, yeah. was a staunch Catholic. Yeah. Yeah? Oof. So Lady Jane Grey became the Queen for nine days until she was deposed by Mary. Henry's <laughs> oldest child. Mary just went, nope. Just imagine that, just like, just slap in the face like, no, not not slapping, but like hand to the face while she sat on the front. Like, nope, out, out. Locked her in a tower and later had her executed. She took she took after her father, did Mary? <laughs> oh yes. Off goes the head. RJ, what do you call vodka and tomato juice? A bloody Mary. That is correct. What do you call Mary the first? Bloody Mary. She was known as Bloody Mary. Um, she inte- attempted to undo the Reformation. You know what's good? What's that? Bloody Mary. Like a Bloody Mary is really good. No, I really enjoy it. It's like eating your alcohol. That's what I like. That about sounds it. awful. And if you put it in Tabasco sauce, it's pretty good. Worcestershire, a lot of people do as well. Alright, okay. She attempted to undo the Reformation, mm-hmm. make everything go back to Catholicism. Uh, she, she did manage to do something. She returned the church to Roman jurisdiction. Yep. So the Pope was, again, briefly head of the state. This is 1553, right? Mm-hmm. Mary became the queen. She had over 280 heretics. How do you think she killed them? Beheaded? She burned them at the stake, RJ. Fucking Christ. I was like, beheaded? No, bitch. She burnt them at the stake. She exiled 800 wealthy Protestants. She was like, <laughs> you can live here and become a Catholic. You can become a Protestant. You can stay a Protestant and leave. Or you can stay a Protestant and die. Um, yeah, she was, she was described by many historians as a crazy-ass bitch. <laughs> Right? Can confirm in History 101. Crazy ass bitch. Bloody Mary. Yeah, she she didn't rule long. None of these... No one after Henry VIII really ruled that long. Uh, she died in 1558. Um, so it was, it was a strange one that she died. She had what's, uh, like what's called a phantom pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, she stopped menstruating. Yeah. She gained a lot of weight in the stomach area. Yeah. Everyone thought she was pregnant with uh, Prince Philip of Spain's child. Oh. Uh that that wasn't the case. Uh, she later got very ill because of it and died. People historians suspect she either had ovarian cysts mm-hmm. or uterine cancer. Oh, yeah, so she died of. Which is you know kind of sad. She was a a bad person. Yeah, probably they were all bad people really, uh, but she did manage to sort of. If there's a hierarchy, there's more than likely a bad person. And then who was the next monarch? Do you know? Uh, if you've been following, you'll know. If I've been following, if you've been following this podcast so far, you'll know who the next next queen well, is. I have be. been following who the next queen is. Yeah. <sighs> Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth the first. So in fifteen fifty eight. Oh, clever boy! In fifteen fifty eight, Elizabeth the first became queen. This began a period called the Elizabethan era. Yeah. Now this is where the Renaissance really like got Kicks big. In, yeah. It's sort of Hamlet was written uh, between fifteen ninety nine and sixteen oh three. So you just goes to show that Shakespeare was right in his groove. Um, she went to war with Scotland. 
Mm-hmm. She, her foreign policy was largely defensive. Yeah. She didn't want to like branch out and attack people. She was just like, we're, we're good here. It's fine. Yeah. They she had, was good at strategy. England and Wales was a thing. Like Wales was part of England. Ireland was part of England. Scotland was up there doing its own thing. Um, they went to war with Scotland and she caught Mar- Mary, Queen of Scots. Now, Mary, Mary, Queen of Scots is called Mary, Queen of Scots to differentiate it from Queen Mary yeah. of England, who ruled at a very similar time. Mary, Queen of Scots, they went to war. She caught Mary, Queen of Scots, killed her. She's still a little bloodthirsty, not going to lie. Seems um, to be the case. She went to war with Spain as well. Yeah. Which is strange, because they have a Spanish alliance for ages. In 1588, there's something called the Spanish Armada. Do you know what Spanish Armada was? Uh, isn't it that song that goes... I'm kidding. Caparaje, available on podmage.com. I am hilarious. Uh, subscribe, leave a comment and a rating, and uh, check out everything else on Podmage. I'm great. I love myself a lot. I have a talk show with my own name in it. This episode of I Don't Know History is all to be brought to you by uh, Unashamed Narcissism. Unashamed <laughs> Narcissism and False Promises. Uh, unashamed Narcissism and False Promises. That is the Kaparaji brand guarantee. Elizabeth I <laughs> Keep going. Uh, defended England against the Spanish Armada. Yeah. Which was a an armada is like a giant fleet of ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge yep, yep. fleet of ships came down. Uh, Sir Francis Drake was her uh, naval commander. It was a absolute crushing defeat of the Spanish. Yeah. It was probably the the worst military loss they've ever suffered. <laughs> apparently. Like just it's they just got absolutely rinsed. Hashtag wrecked, GG. It's a lot of where the English Navy came from. The strength of the English Navy had been... The English Navy had been very powerful for, for many years. Yeah. Uh, William the Conqueror sort of dealt with that. Built, like, uh, metal boats and things like that. Was it William the Conqueror? I'm not sure. No, not metal boats. He, he built a lot of boats and a lot of ports and stuff like that. <laughs> she was a Protestant. Mm-hmm. So she re-reformed England. She undid all the shit that Mary, Queen Mary had done in her five-year reign. She was like, right, we're Protestant. It's all Protestant. We're good. Let's not worry about the that. The people must have been like, I can't deal with this back and forth. I just want to praise God. I, I think, like, how do people deal with it? They went, I just got exiled, like, three years ago for being a Protestant. Can I come back now? They're like, yeah, sure. I, like, I can't afford to get all the way back from Italy. To come here to no, be they Protestant. Wouldn't, they wouldn't have gone to Italy. Maybe, like, Germany or something. They'd be like, I, I can't afford that. I'm German now. How <laughs> There must be like families still out there today that are just like, oh yeah, back in the 50s. Yeah, probably. Back in the 60s century. They probably century. have like, the, th- that story must go through their family. Oh, I'm sure like, it does. Oh yeah, we were kicked sure out of England for being Protestant. She what was a... Weird uh, story. She never had any kids, RJ. Uh, she committed the cardinal sin of monarchs. She fucking she didn't died. get the dick. She died without leaving a son or daughter and heir. Uh, she actually, in her later life, became famed for her virginity oh yeah yeah I mean it's unlikely because she had many lovers and courtiers and things like that but she never had any kids and she was like oh no she is a virgin so much so that an American colony was named Virginia in her honour oh weird yeah didn't know that yeah does that mean that the tobacco golden Virginia is literally golden queen virgin Mary yeah weird not the virgin Mary no, but you Queen know, Elizabeth, the yeah. Virgin Mary. <laughs> Shall we do an episode on do you want an episode on Christ? No, no, I hated religious studies. No, it's not. Okay. It won't be religious studies. It would be the history 
of Christ. Okay, if you want. I don't necessarily want to, but I'll, I'll do we'll it. We'll leave it for now. If we we've got content, if we've got content on the side ready for it's us. It's part of the Roman Empire. I'll do the Roman Empire. Oh, for fuck's sake! And then we'll go. It'll be like, oh, and then Jesus. I don't happened. think we've got enough time to and do the Jesus Roman happened. Empire. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was kind of a slightly eclectic woman. Uh, she was friends with Ivan the Terrible of Russia and things like that. She sent him letters and stuff. Um, she did kind of ruin the economy, though. Oh. Because a lot of people started getting a bit cross with her. And she was like, here, have some, have some money. Have some lands and estates. And Yeah, you can do what you want with your money. She kind of started like bankers' bonuses. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, do you know what's really sad about Elizabeth I? What? When she got older, lots of her friends died. Oh. And she got really depressed. Oh. And she stopped doing things. And she would oh. just go and sit down on like a cushion for hours at a time, not doing anything. Oh. People think she died of depression on uh, New Year's Eve, 1602. Not gonna lie, if all my friends died out of nowhere, I'd probably just be there like, yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, sit on a cushion. Yeah. She, I mean, she was old for this time, you know, she was in her 50s, 60s. Like, she reigned quite a long time. 1558 to 1603, she's the longest reigning human monarch. By a, quite quite a stretch, except maybe Henry Seventh. No, I think she's, she reigned longer. I haven't got the math in my head. After she died, there's no Tudors left. They're done. Bye-bye. So what happens? Let's spin the wheel of the heir who's available. It pretty much is spin the wheel of, of potential claimants to the throne. And earlier in... I'd love that. If that was happening now, it would turn into a fucking BBC game show. Earlier all the, all the laws. Who's going to be the king? Who wants to be the rightful heir? Who wants to be the prime minister? On the left-hand side of the blue team, we have Boris Johnson, the foreign secretary. On the right-hand side, we have Jacob Rees-Mogg, the poshest man in the world. Here's the political belt. Ding, 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 ding. No, no, but, like, if it happened now, where all the the Windsor family gone for some reason, who would be the rightful heir? There's oh, probably something already in Because in of place, the huge... But I just meant, like... Yeah. Imagine where you have to gather all the lords and ladies well, and all that together. Pretty much from the next BBC king. show, who wants to be the rightful heir? <laughs> it's like The Apprentice. I, just, I want that. No, like, who wants to be a millionaire, but who wants to be the rightful heir? And they just have to answer these questions. Who would present it? Chris Tarrant, obviously. No, I want to present it. I, I mean, want to you're present not, it. You're nowhere near as charismatic as Chris Tarrant. Ex- fucking excuse me, that man smells like doll... Wait, one sec, I... It's not a Capraje podcast. I can't do that. My friend said something about Chris Tarrant. No, his wife says that he smells like fish. That was it. It's very charismatic. I used to love that show. Anyway. But Chris Tarrant's a prick. Sort of earlier in, in English history, it was, a lot of the time it was, who can get to London faster? Mm-hmm. The king's dead. Like, there's four claims to the throne. It's, who can get to London faster? Yep. Seriously, it happened like so many times. It was, I want to be the king. No, I want to be the king. It happened so many times in the War of the Roses. The, the kingship changed. But uh, the council, the, the parliament, actually decided. They went, let's go, let's go borrow the king of Scotland. He's sort of related. He's a third cousin. Yeah. That's the first time England and Scotland were ever unified. Did you know that? His name was King James. Sorry, I just need to bring that up. Thank you. His name was King James. He was... He had an odd name. He was uh, James the First of England and the Sixth of Scotland. He was the Sixth James to rule Scotland. 
James is a pretty dull name, but keep going. King James, King, and then there was King Charles the First. Yep. Then there was the Interregnum. Uh, weren't all the King Charles's cursed? Wasn't there like a thing on the Charles's being cursed? Well, King Charles got beheaded. Yeah. By the other King Parliament. Charles. King Charles the Second died of syphilis, I think. Oh, okay. Maybe. Don't quote me on that. And um, that's it. Yeah. The next King Charles will be Prince Charles. Now. Yeah. So you Can got. Can we skip him? I think he might. I think he might die before the Queen. I think so too. I think the Queen's deliberately just like living longer. She's than holding years. eyes like, "Fuck you, son. You'll never be king, Charles. You'll never be king." <laughs> She'll die like a day after he does. Just like, "Fuck you." I, I, I really, I'm starting to think that will happen because he's he's getting on. He's like in his seventies. I know. And she's, she's like, like ninety-five, 90s. going strong. She doesn't look like she's slowing down. No. Charles, you know um, the whole deal. With if the queen dies, like there's no comedy on TV for yeah, a yeah. week. Oh yeah, I know. It's gonna be a dark week for know, those who watch Freeview. Do, do you know the royal staff have uh, queen death drills? Queen death drills. Yeah. What's that mean? Well, because there's so many things that have to happen when the queen dies. Yeah. Um, they have like, like we have a fire drill in work. Yeah. Like someone rings the alarm and is like, we're doing a queen death drill. This is a drill for what we do if the queen dies, so everyone knows what they're doing. Yeah, like it's a so legit because she's so old. It's like it's a legit. Because the first thing. people that need to get content uh, contacted press wise is the BBC, mm-hmm. all channels. Mm-hmm. It's because that happened with Queen Elizabeth, um, the 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 mother, the Queen Dowager Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, in two thousand and two, like mm-hmm. all the channels, just the Queen has died. Everything goes half. The queen mass. mother. Queen mother. Is queen mother. That's the one. Um, has died. Uh, I, I, I can vaguely remember it mm. um, because she I was, was in, like, in primary school yeah but um, I just find that weird because obviously it's like you hear about say like the monarchies of ye old mm-hmm. and it's all kind of ye olde kind of style but now that you've, you've mixed in modern society of say like TV mm. and stuff like that it's a weird it's a weird dynamic because say like parliament is what we deal with more now for ruling and laws and such whereas our queen and that it's like oh no the queen has died no comedy yeah, for a week that's very true um yeah what, who else are we touching on now well you just asked the question of what would happen like who would take the throne if all the Windsor family died yeah now I was just going to say since James the 6th and 1st yeah it's got a funny name um there hasn't really been any kind of succession crises yeah, so it's been it's gone down the line nice and nice and for a long time. So you just go up up until you find someone who has a common ancestor, and then down and like it would probably be someone German because they're all, they're all German. Prince Albert was German. Yeah, uh, Queen Victoria was German. Um, King George the Third was German. They're Greek. all Germans. All German. Prince Philip is Greek. So we haven't really got anyone. But it just ties back in, like I said, like I said in the 16th century, like all the royal families were related. Everyone yeah. had a claim on everyone else's throne. Yeah. And it's only like the in like you know, 1800s, 1900s, it all kind of settled down. That's true. That's and we got true. colonialism. Yeah. People say that people need to go back to where they belong. What the fuck are we? Quite. So weird. Interesting. The king that took over, James the first and sixth was the man for whom the gunpowder plot was uh, 
oh, we should have done yeah. this on the gunpowder plot, considering what's currently around the corner. Oh! <laughs> we definitely should have done that. We go at the gunpowder plot. Guy Fawkes and the gunpowder plot. What, oh. What's the date today? The date is it's the, it's the third. In two days' time. It's in two days' time. Ah, oh, fuck. Right, what's what's happening? Are you free, like, in the next two days? <laughs> uh, no. No. Oh, I'm free damn on, it. I'm free on Monday. You're free on Monday? Yeah. Monday night? Oh, yeah. but it's already too late then. Missing out. We missed out on that fucking well, value. November the 11th is there as well. And that's the, 99 years since the, war, the First World War ended. No, but I meant like the gunpowder plot. No, I know, but yeah. there's just there's a bunch of stuff coming up. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Uh, well, we can touch on the World War for in the next podcast. Ooh, World War One. All it's right. Such a shame that we missed out on the gunpowder plot as as that. Oh, wow. Unless you want to get shit together and do it another episode right now. No. It's too much. You've got you've got a nice handy dandy episode on the Tudors. On the Tudors. You, you knew a bit. But I feel like I know more now. I've never seen you more disappointed than the realization that you just missed out on a. What about when I when I lost my second headlines? No, your third headlines was a lot funny. <laughs> I was very disappointed then. Yeah. So that's everything. All done. I'm pretty sure that's everything. All right. If you've enjoyed this episode of I Don't Know History, please make sure you subscribe. Leave us a comment, a five star comment. Subscribe to the podcast. I've said that already. Check out podmage.com. Subscribe to Kaparaje. Follow at Kaparaje on Twitter. Follow um, at Podmage. Kaparaje on, on, well. on, on Instagram and Snapchat and Pinterest and Stop. Google Plus. And I don't actually. I do have a Pinterest. Weird. Um, all those. Follow me at Alex Vicini. If there's anything that we missed out or that we got incorrect, please tweet at Podmage, and we will get back to you with that in the next podcast. Please and make it can sure be in any episode. It doesn't have to be the latest episode. You can just. That's just from even episode one, where you're like, in episode one, we got this wrong. There you go. Again, if you like the podcast, please make sure you listen to the last four episodes. Four episodes? Uh, this is episode four. The last three episodes, make no, sure you se- tune in again. This is, the first episode was uh, World War Two. then it was the Battle of Hastings. Episode five. Was, please make sure you check five, out yeah. the last four episodes. We should know that, really, shouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, it's actually last, right there. It's the last the four episodes. Make sure you tune in for the next exciting episode as well. Thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate all your support for all, all the various podcasts. Um, yeah. Have a lovely morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are. Got something to say, RJ? Um, I love you very much. Thank and you for listening. I respect and appreciate your listenership. Bye now. Bye.